This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm your host, Louis Shackshaft, football writer, blogger, and podcast host on this occasion again, also. Yeah, and I will be joining Louis today. Um, you can get me on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two N's. I normally appear on the Premier League show, but I've been called in a, on an emergency loan to the Championship, so we're, we're going to discuss the weekend's results. You can get me, and you can find my writings on EPL Index and thebootroom.com. It's great to have you with us, Jake. Actually, uh, you've not mentioned there that you are actually the producer of the championship show. So uh, a round of applause for that, uh, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, we've we've uh, we've got Jake on the show, and it's it's good uh, good of you to come on, and it's it's great to have you with us because um, I know you don't appear on the championship show too often, but it'll make a change from the Premier League show, I'm sure. Uh, but firstly, Jake, let's. Uh, let's go back a few days and let's discuss the results from the weekend um if you'd like to do so so going back to friday night obviously um middlesbrough went away to Sheffield wednesday got a 2-1 victory there uh blackburn rovers then on the saturday a uh, huge win for them 2-1 against leeds uh, bristol city uh sneaking a victory in the very last minute against Brent- brentford away 1-0 uh score draw between hull and preston 1-1 a uh, big win for Birmingham away at Stoke, 1-0. Uh, Wigan gaining a 1-0 win against West Brom. Uh, huge result for them. Uh, quite a few shocks this week. Uh, Villa winning 1-0 against Swansea. Ipswich losing at home 2-0 against QPR. Uh, Norwich, big win also away at Forest, 2-1. Reading, uh, 3-1 victory at home to Millwall. Uh, 1-1 draw between Rotherham and Bolton and then finally on the evening of the 5.30 kickoff last Saturday was Derby's victory 2-1 against Sheffield United. Are there any games in particular, I'm sure there's quite a few there Jake, that are huge wins for any teams in particular? Yeah, I'd like to start off with that game at lunchtime on the Saturday, which was uh, Blackburn Leeds. Uh, obviously, yeah. Leeds have had a lot of praise uh, for how they've taken to Bielsa's system. There was always a few concerns about maybe their their ability to stick to that over the course of the season with the amount of games. And uh, there's been a few performances recently that have shown that. I think I think on on Saturday though, it's just a really good performance from Blackburn. They've been um, flying under the radar somewhat, but they've moved into seventh now. Uh, only lost are, two yeah. games, so you know that's only. Um, I think it's Birmingham and Middlesbrough have, and Leeds as well have lost as few as that. So they're, mm-hmm. they're one of the, they're very good at, you know, keeping in games and, and not losing games. But it, it seemed like an important victory for them just to, to beat one of the bigger teams at home uh, where they're, they're um, a newly promoted club. I think there was a few good performances in there. I think Lenahan was very good at the back. I think Adam Armstrong, who who my club sold this summer to Blackburn, uh, he's doing very yeah. well in the championship and he played very, very well, I thought. And I just think they've got a good team. And I think Tony Mowbray 
it's maybe a little bit underrated. I think he's 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 done it. He's you know he's been at Middlesbrough, he's been at West Brom. He, he went to Coventry for a little bit, and when he came into Blackburn last time in the Championship, I think he he sort of recovered it quite well after Owen Coyle. Uh, maybe a little bit unlucky to go down, and then now they've come back up, and they seem to be a really good Championship outfit. And I think they're going to be, you know, if they're not up up and about the playoffs, they certainly you know got a chance to compete up there. They might not finish in the top six, but I think they're definitely one of the teams to watch. And it was a really really good performance from them. I don't know what you thought of, of the game at all, Louis. Yeah, they they did play really well, and like you say, I think uh, Tony Mowbray has been underestimated, and and Blackburn have been a surprise this season, and do only find themselves well, actually, they're on joint points um, regarding the playoffs, so they are actually currently joint fifth as we record, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't see that coming. Obviously, a lot of it's down to Bradley Dack, but against Leeds, they did prove themselves, and yes, they, they deserve to be where they are in the table, like I say, joint fifth as we record. Uh, is there any other particular games that stand out for you then, Jake? Um, well, I think that the Friday night game as well, the Middlesbrough game, um, mm. uh, obviously with your club involved there. Um, Middles, I think Middlesbrough, are, you know, they're, they're top of the table now. Um, they've only conceded seven goals this season. Uh, their goals four is not great. I've only scored 16. So that, that's a little yeah. bit concerning. But the defence seems to be shaping up really well. And I thought that was evident on uh, Friday night. I thought they did very well. And, and obviously Wednesday came back into it near the end. But that's always likely to happen in this league. It's difficult to hold games out um, even you know when you do get into an established league like Middlesbrough did. But I thought they played very well. And it's a tough place to go, Hillsborough. I think you'd admit that you're a lot better at home than you are away. So that's a, that's a massive victory. Definitely, yeah. And I think that's something they can really, you know, that's a marker that they've put down and they can really push on from there. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if they can, because I know under Pulis they have had a few good results and then dropped off and had a couple of poor ones. So they're, they're, they're the one team that I think could really push on at the top of the league and it'll be interesting if they can do that now. But I thought they played really well uh, and, and that's a big result at a difficult ground in the Championship. So, Yeah, definitely. They were the better team and I... You know, I was surprised that even Wednesday did find themselves on the score sheet, actually, because, like you said, the defensive record is sublime at the minute. 13 games and only conceded seven is just, you know, is actually phenomenal in this league. Uh, but, yeah, I'm still tipping those for promotion. Just a couple of other games what stand out for me. Um, even though Stoke do find themselves, you know, in the bottom half of the table, um, Birmingham's victory there, 1-0 against them, is absolutely huge. And Birmingham, I believe, now are on a run of games where they've not lost in eight, I believe. Um, so, yes, that was a bit of a surprise for me because I really, every week, I keep thinking that Stoke are eventually going to get that win and then start to slowly creep up the table. And again, another home defeat. And, you know, they've conceded, conceded 19 goals this season already uh the other one for me that there were in fact there's there's quite a lot there was there was a lot of big wins actually over over the course of, of that weekend and obviously the the evening kickoff as well derby county beating sheffield united to do i believe were sat possibly around second at the time uh at kickoff um you know sheffield united could have gone three points clear but again derby putting in a, a decent performance there and marriott with an absolutely cracking goal uh, to seal the victory for Derby was another big win. Uh, any more at all? I've, I have got a couple more listed down, Jake. But if you want to name any more, um, I'm not. You know, like I, we could talk about every result here. I think um, yeah, Wiggins Wiggins win at home at West Brom was is a big one. I think Wigan at uh, like Blackburn they've come up and I think you know they sit seventh and eighth respectively and they've both got a really good chance of challenging for those promotion spots. Um, and Wigan came up to the championship a couple of years ago and. and 
you know they're near they're in a relegation zone for nearly the whole year mm-hmm. so it's interesting to see them come up and do a lot better this time and i think they create a lot of chances so i think that they're definitely going to be ones that could that could stay up there um and, and just one for me is the Reading Millwall game. I think watching mm-hmm. highlights of this was quite remarkable. I don't know how Reading the scoreline three one for Reading would never be repeated. If you, I think Millwall had something like twenty shots inside the middle, uh, Reading area. It's so ridiculous. Right, okay. So right, twenty okay. tw- over twenty shots Millwall attempted from inside Reading's area. So you know if you're conceding that many shots from inside your own penalty box, and to win three one is quite remarkable. Um, I don't. I don't think that Reading are a very good team and, and this result is good for them, but I don't think the performance is an indicator that's going to be something that's going to be maintained. I think it's more, uh, you know, it was quite fluky, but I think Reading, <laughs> but Reading won't care. So, you know, they, they got that win. Um, well, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. But I think I mean, for they're... Millwall, it's just surprising how they've normally, uh, last year, they were so good at keeping teams to a um, keeping the scores down, keeping clean sheets, winning games quite routinely in sort of 1-2-0 uh, in the second half of the season. Now they're in a relegation zone. Um, they were much of the dominant team and they didn't get the result and conceded three goals, which is just very unlike Millwall. And I think they're, it's a massive concern for them that they were so dominant and didn't get that win uh, against a team that is likely to be you know, playing, um, struggling at the bottom of the table this year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of clubs down there between 16th and 24th, and it's so tight at the minute that you know the Reading and Millwall game was effectively a six-pointer, and you know maybe they didn't deserve it on the day, but Millwall are just conceding goals for fun at the minute. In fact, they've well they've conceded uh, 22 in total, which is the second worst victory for me of the weekend. And I'm not going to touch on it too much but yeah the Wigan one was huge um obviously beating West Brom I didn't see that coming I thought that was a West Brom victory all day long uh, especially West Brom not scoring a goal uh, that you know they they can score goals for fun 31 in total so far but the other one for me um the surprise and huge win was Norwich's win at Forest um, obviously closer scoring two second half goals there um and that, yeah, they're on a really good run of form, uh, our Norwich, finding themselves in the playoffs at the minute as well. So, yeah. OK, Jake, I just wanted to touch on uh, with you the thoughts on a Premier League 2 proposal. Uh, this was brought up by Andrea Radrizzini at Leeds, the chairman there. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Because obviously it's a big statement, this proposal, and obviously a lot of it's to do with TV rights. Um, but I just wanted to get your view on it. Yes, yeah, interesting. Um I'm not. I'm not totally sure. I'm not. I'm not sure to be honest. I think I could see the advantages. I think you know piggybacking off the Premier League and hoping that that will lead to more money, which it probably would do. Um, and Leeds have obviously got a quite a big stake in this, as they're often selected to go on TV. So yeah. you know they they would get a lot of money if if there was more television rights available. But I'm not sure it would. I'm not sure. I think the championship is is such a good league in its own right, and maybe it would, I don't know, it just it maybe lose a little bit of something if it was branded as the Premier League too, because I I think it, there's a different style in the championship. Um, yeah, I just I'm not I'm not totally sure it would be the best thing for the league, but I think there's probably a way they could get more television money without rebrand the league at all i think i think it's it's a league that's progressing as it is anyway in a a very natural way i don't think it needs to be changed in such a dramatic fashion yeah you're right and 
I agree, and and you know I've, I can see both sides of the story, and it was interesting that it was the Leeds chairman who came out with this. And I've done my research, and and Leeds found themselves out of forty six games last season that they played, obviously in the league, there was on Sky or on TV, let's say, uh, nineteen of those times, which is is a crazy amount. Like obviously, you don't even get Premier League teams in on, on TV that much. Um, and obviously, yes, it is to create more revenue and. Radrizini's argument is that you know over, a Premier League team who gets relegated get over seventy-five million pound in revenue, whereas a Championship team, and let's take Leeds United, um, only gained seven point five million from nineteen fixtures last season that were shown on TV. So I understand his argument because obviously it's technically Leeds are the team who are getting screwed over by this because they are simply on TV so much, if that makes sense. Um, but what I didn't realise as I've done my research is that only £2.5 million of the £7.5 million that went to Leeds is actually from, let's say, BT Sport or Sky, um, whereas the other £5 million is actually made up by the EFL. So in terms of the argument that, he's making I completely understand why he is proposing a Premier League too but my concern Jake and I'm sure every fan in the country would agree with this is that by proposing a Premier League too and if let's say in hindsight this was to happen it will be the fans will actually pay the price for it because if there's a Premier League too and there's more TV rights and obviously more money involved then in my eyes ticket prices is going to go up the cost for, obviously, subscriptions to TV, again, is going to go up. And I can only see it benefiting, obviously, the, the TV companies and, obviously, the football clubs. But for us fans, everything's expenses are, you know, expensive as it is. To, to be paying more money out, that's the only way I can see it, where the fans are going to be have a detrimental effect against a Premier League two, basically. Did you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's that's absolutely right. It it does seem that all ideas like this often lead to the the cost being put onto the fans, uh, and you've seen it this year in, with European football. You know, they that that's going off in all different channels, and you mm-hmm. need three or four different subscriptions to watch all the football. Where in other countries, and get it all on, on one network. So it it is a bit like that, and you know, the I follow is is a bit a bit like that as well. The way that's come in, uh, and I know we're going to talk about um, yeah. that in in a little bit, and the way that midweek matches can now be watched at any time. So you know, we'll come onto that in a bit. But it does seem to be changing as it is. So yeah, I, I agree. If, if if there was a Premier League two. I think the championship would lose a lot of its, a lot of its magic that it already has, uh, and of course, yeah, that the fans would suffer it, it in the wallet. So I'm not sure that's a great idea. I can see why Lee, the Leeds owner wants it. I t- totally can see from his point of view and, and from their club's point of view. But I think you have to look sometimes a little bit past the the money you're gonna you know gonna owe, you're gonna get and and maybe think about your supporters because clubs although although you know supporters are becoming less and less important you're still nothing without your supporters so I think that's that's massive so yeah I I totally agree on that point Louis hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, the championship's probably the best it's been in hell of a long time. It is so competitive, and I know we talk about it often that, you know, the teams in the league, anybody can beat anybody on the day. And, you know, it is worth its weight in gold when a, a team does get promoted. And it's <laughs> it's a nightmare, a nightmare for those who, who get relegated. But, yeah, in terms of Premier League 2, I think it's it's solely around Leeds United who it's affecting the most. And I understand that. I understand why he's come out and proposed it and, and said what he has said. But for other teams who find themselves maybe at the foot of the table, like, let's, you know, no disrespect to them, but like your Rotherham's and your Ipswich's, etc., who aren't on TV too often, then it's obviously not affecting them as much. Um, but yeah, from a Leeds point of view, like I said earlier, they, they find themselves on the TV more often than not. So let's, like you said, let's talk about the sky red button. And I follow uh, Jake. Will will this option eventually kill midweek gate receipts? Do you think? I know we've touched on this, but is it a time now where you know teams in the Championship are on TV more than ever? D- does it need to just be put to a stop? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, th- I can see I can see the argument for and against this. I think mm. I think there's already been a, a an impact on, on people going to the games already. So I think that's only going to continue. So yeah, it's it's a difficult one. I can see why Sky have done it, and I I think there's not really a reason why they shouldn't do it. Um, really, because at the end of the day, Sky have to you know give their subscribers the best possible service they can. Yeah. So. So if you've got a so if you've got a Rotherham fan, they're not going to be on Sky as often as Leeds. So why would they sign up for Sky if they're not going to see their team very often? So this does cater for that. So I I can see it from that point of view, uh, and obviously I follow it. It's a lot bigger in League One and Two in, in sort of how they can, they often get they can you know subscribe to their teams during the international break, for example, which I think is quite a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. So I can see the advantages. For, from the television companies that, um, from I follow, but for for supporters, like I, I'm always, I'd always rather go to a game than watch it on TV. But I think there's some people that you know, it, paying ten pound to watch the game on I follow is cheaper than paying you know twenty, thirty pounds for a ticket. So I can, I can see it. I, I can see both point of views. I, I think personally, I, I, I quite like it, but I think. Yeah, it's it's only going to be evident once we get two, three, four years into it how big of an impact it's going to have, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's very interesting. Again, I can see both sides of the story too. Um, I mean, I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan, obviously, and we've been on five times in a row once we've played the QPR fixture. Um, and to me, that I, I can't remember ever that happening before. And we've had two live on Sky Sports main event and three via the red button. And if I'm honest, a couple of those games I have watched 
on TV, and it has stopped me from going to the game uh, because I don't I don't generally follow Sheffield Wednesday away from home. I, I generally go to the fixtures at home. Um, but when you've got that access there and you are paying for a subscription, I am finding myself knowing it's on Sky, watching it in my own home, and that's because obviously I'm already paying a subscription and it saves myself. And you know Wednesday's gate receipts is one of the highest in the league. Let's say thirty-five pound for a ticket. So I'm, I'm saving thirty-five pound there, but I've still got the access in front of me. Even though, like you say, Jake, it is better to go to the game for the atmosphere, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It, it always is. But then, obviously, people around the country who don't have the access to just go to a stadium willy-nilly after they've finished work, or you may live between thirty and a hundred mile away from the ground. Then, obviously, this caters for that but it's like you say in the long run will this eventually work i mean it might be a case that in so many years that you can actually buy a season ticket to watch on tv to watch every single game for your club if that makes sense i'm guessing that's the way i follow is eventually going to go is that at the minute you have got an option but eventually you could per- purchase a, a season ticket for maybe a hundred and fifty, two hundred pound, so that people who don't live near the ground or don't have access to go to the games use this as an alternative option. But again, I don't know if in the long run that will work. I know, you know, you only have to take Syria for example. The amount of time that those teams are on TV there is, you'll often find that the gate receipts. You know, you're only getting fifteen to twenty-five thousand people turning up to huge fixtures in Syria. So. It's yeah, it's crazy. But I mean, to be honest, again, I've I've done my research on this. So, sixty-three games across the EFL this season so far, uh, and forty-seven of those games have seen a decrease in attendance, uh, with only sixteen with an increase in attendance when they have been shown live on TV. Um, and an average that means that there's only four hundred and thirty people less on average across the football league. However. That depends on, obviously, the supporters of the club and how big the club is. So top of that list is Aston Villa, actually. Uh, So Aston Villa lose 5,992 fans paying at the gate uh, when they find themselves on TV. And that's a huge amount. I mean, if you think a a fan's typically paying £30 for a ticket at home, uh, times, obviously, 6,000, they're losing hell of a lot of money. Um, and if you do that over the course of the season, then it's, it's getting close to the million pound mark. Um, so, yeah, it does have a detrimental effect. But I suppose, like you said, Jake, it is early days and only time will tell on this one. It definitely. And, and they are some interesting stats. It, it's already having an impact. But I think I think I think it's just the way football's going to go. And, and I can mm. see it going a similar way to, you know, what Netflix is now, that sort of model. Where you, yep. you just go on and you, you you like I think the season ticket is a very good, very good suggestion. I think that's probably what's eventually going to happen. If they put up enough money, they'll be allowed to do that, and it will be interesting. It would be sad if English football lost the supporters because I think that's one of the things that makes English football so special. But at the same time, I I I can understand why a an Aston Villa fan living in in London wants to watch every single one of his get every one of Villa's games and, and maybe cannot afford to go, you know, back to Birmingham every every couple of weeks. Um the the only yeah. thing to really to really what you could do to supplement this is 
you know, bring if you if you bring season tickets down and bring match tickets down, then will the attendances be hit so much? I'm not sure they would be. So if maybe what needs to happen is that if if Sky or Amazon or Netflix or any of these channels want to buy the championship rights or or the League One rights and offer this season ticket option, that it has to be done at such a premium rate that the money made from that knocks onto the match day tickets. Like it, there has to be something done like that. But um... yeah, some, something's got to give in that regard, definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, like you mentioned, obviously those stats. I mentioned nearly 6,000 for Aston Villa, but there are other championship teams as well. So second on that list, actually, uh, might be a surprise, is Wigan. Uh, They lose, when they are on average on TV, 2,443 supporters. Uh, Millwall, 2,249. Stoke, 2,146. West Brom, 2,000, pretty much bang on. And then Leeds United, 1,962. So, yeah, it is a considerable amount. And that is obviously over the course of a season and it's averaged out. But it's um, it could be the beginning of the end in, in terms of, like, gate receipts, unless, like you say, they reduce the cost and they find a way where they can subsidise the money from TV back into the clubs. And, and like we said it's seven and a half million pound that went to Leeds United, for example, is is simply not enough when a Premier League team is getting close to a hundred million. It does seem crazy now that Championship clubs are on probably as much as Premier League teams now. You know, um, but there we go. That's just the modern era that we find ourselves in, I guess, Jake, isn't it? So <laughs> it's uh, it's crazy. But moving on to the next topic. Um, we're going to talk about this and it's a bit of a debate and it's been a debate that's been around for quite a few years now. And we all know how competitive the championship is. Um, but you being a Newcastle supporter, Jake, obviously find yourself in the Premier League at the minute and the championship only a, only a couple of years ago. But do you think the championship is the most competitive um, league in the world, you know, in, in regards to it being the toughest or the best or... You know, in terms of quality, I know we're always going to say it's it's the Premier League or you could even look towards La Liga. But in terms of competitiveness, is, is it is it the best? Um, I think it's a difficult question and some of the words being used, it's difficult to say because obviously we don't know every single league. So that very of of our very basic yes. knowledge we I, I would say the championship is a very good and competitive league but i don't know where it stands the rest but i think this year it's especially competitive when you look at it mm-hmm. it's switched bottom of the table i've only lost six matches out of 13 uh no team has lost more than seven matches so that's roughly just over half of, the, of that 30 of those 30 matches that no, no team has lost more than that um and the team with the most victories, which is Sheffield United, has eight out of thirteen. So there's nobody running away with it, and there's nobody being cut adrift at the bottom. It, it is very bunched up, uh, and you see from Bolton in 18th to Middlesbrough in first, there's only nine points separating those teams. So you know it's it, it's crazy competitive this year. Um, so I'd say this year more than any, it, it's it's more competitive than it's ever been. Last year you had Wolves running away with it. Um, yep. The year before, to a lesser extent, you had Newcastle and Brighton. Um, so it's it, there's always seen, there's always been sort of one or two teams that you, you know are better than the rest, uh, and you can sort of make a bold prediction of them going up 
as early as September and October normally, and and it does ring true. There's nobody like that this season. Um, I would I would say the only one to me. Uh, I think Middlesbrough have got the potential for it, but for me, I think it's West Brom. I think they're the only team that I could see really running away with it, and that's purely yeah. because of their the attacking options they've got. They've already scored 31 goals out of 13 matches, so that's an incredible scoring rate to to have already hit. So. I think they're the one team that you could sit, really see running away with it. But apart from that, I think every, anybody has got a good chance of going up. Uh, and as any as many as sort of three of f- seven or eight teams get, could go down. Uh, and, and like that, normally, like like I said about the top, there's normally one team that runs away, or you can you, you know you you think you've got a good prediction of them going up. That normally happens. You normally got one or two at the bottom that you can sort of make yeah, that prediction do. with you and even yeah. you know Hull who have been struggling a lot they're still you know they've got nine points out of 13 games which they're not being cut adrift at all Rotherham they're they're doing a lot better than they did last time they're in this league um Bolton a lot of people thought they were going to struggle and they had a really really good start to the season so it it is massively competitive uh, and the fact that and I, I think what what is most interesting about the championship this year is you have Swansea and Stoke down in the bottom half of the table, uh, struggling when when they've been relegated. I know Swansea have had a lot of upheaval, whereas Stoke had spent a lot of money and, and people expected better from Stoke. I think it's unfair to put those two in the same bracket. But as purely as relegated teams, they're both in the bottom half of the table. And then mm-hmm. you move up to the top half of the table and you've got Blackburn and Wigan who came up from League One. So these four teams were separated by two divisions last year and now they're in the same division and, and the two that, that have come up are doing better than the two that have come down. So I think I think it, it speaks volumes about how much momentum means in the championship, even across seasons. I think that, that matters a lot. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's massively competitive. And I know, you, I know, Louis, you're going to come in and, and say exactly the same, that you think it is a massively competitive and exciting league and that maybe you'd miss it if you did get promoted. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather get promoted. But <laughs> the, the problem is, I think that, you know, you could take 16 teams, let's say, out of the championship and they're all worthy to be bottom three of the Premier League, if that makes sense. Um, it is literally that tie and there is obviously some quality players in the championship and you know we talk about and I've already mentioned that any team can be anyone on the day and that's shown obviously last weekend we, we named about four or five fixtures that you know were total surprises because like you say other than Middlesbrough and West Brom who are the top two for me again and again I don't, I don't think they will run away with it by any means because you've still got obviously Leeds, Derby, you know Sheffield United even even such as Norwich on on a good run of form, who who could potentially all get automatic promotion, and then and then like you've you've touched upon already, the bottom of the league again, it's it is so tight, you know, Ipswich, you think that they're doing so poorly, but one win would take them straight to twentieth place, and for me, it's obviously there isn't the quality of players that the Premier League and La Liga and a lot of you know Bundesliga, and you you, you can go on to to many many countries around the world, but in terms of a competition, it is definitely up there as one of the most competitive entertainment competitions in the world. And I'm not saying it's potentially first because, you know, you can go as far as World Cups and Euros and, and, and beyond that and, like I say, the Premier League. But in terms of a competitive nature, week in, week out, where each team is as good as the other, um, it doesn't get much better than the championship, if that makes sense. And it's it's even become 
more tighter and closer in terms of teams being as good as each other because of financial fair play restrictions. Obviously, that's coming now. Teams can only make a loss of 30 plus million over the course of uh, three years. So, you know, unless you're doing a Wolves and you go all log and spend your money and you find yourself top of the league because you've, you, you know, an, a very good agent, then, like I say, a lot of the teams they will finish somewhere between 6th and 22nd and you can't predict in what order at all. Uh, so for that reason, like I say, it, it is one of the best leagues in the world. And if you were to look at the fixtures upcoming for the next weekend and predict them, most people, I guarantee, would get them completely wrong because, you know, it is that tight. And a good run of form, as we know in this league, you have a good month and you find yourself in the top six. Um, so, yeah, it is... It is definitely one of the great leagues in the world for me. Uh, and I'm sure, like you've, you've mentioned there, then you, you, you'd agree with that. Uh, but going back to uh, what we discussed earlier, what's your final say and your team of team of the week, uh, Jake? And, and, and for what reason? Yeah, I've, um, I've got a few names that I, I think is that are worth considering for this. Um, I would say... Um, in goal, I'd have the Reading goalkeeper purely because the amount of shots he uh, faced and saved at the weekend, he has to be considered for that. Um, uh, and he did; he, he was very good and, and helped them get the points. Uh, I think I mentioned Lenahan from Blackburn earlier. I thought he mm-hmm. had a really good game. Um, Tim Closer, I, I would have uh, in obviously for scoring two goals. That was massive. Uh, I thought Bessage was good for Middlesbrough. I think he deserves uh, consideration for that. Um, and up front, I'd have Yaku Mate from uh, Reading. They're just they're just five players that I, I'd have for this. But are there any players that you, you're thinking? It's similar, to be honest. Like I've got closer in there. Uh, Garner at Birmingham. I thought Adoma had a really good game for Villa. Um, like you mentioned, there two for me. Uh, the Middlesbrough players, uh, Besic, obviously with a cracking goal, and then uh, Ryan Shotton as well. Um, you can't look past Mete up front for Reading and then Jukowicz at Birmingham. I thought they all did really well. Um, obviously, I can't go without saying Adam Reach. He, he had a decent game, but obviously not one of his wonder goals this week, but it weren't half bad, I tell you. So, uh, yeah, him as well. Um, but then all-round performance in terms of a team in particular, I've going to pick out two teams uh, Wigan and Birmingham for me obviously I touched on Wigan beating Stoke um, but I pick out Birmingham because obviously that was Gary Wyatt's old club and he's he's, he's you know he's, he's gone there Birmingham and, and, have, and have snatched all three points off him and it's kind of up yours to uh, Stoke City in that regard and then obviously Wigan obviously did, did really well and it was Obviously, a, a fantastic goal by Windass that, that secured victory in the 74th minute there. So, those team, two teams stood out. But, yeah, in terms of players, I think we've pretty much uh, hit the nail on the head with a lot of those. Yeah, and, and I just, for me, another team is Blackburn. I, I talked about them at the start of the show, and I thought they had yeah. a, a very impressive victory. So, they'd probably be the, the, the team for me. But, um, yeah, and as we record, there's going to be more games kicking off in about half an hour, so we're already going to be out of date by then. But there we go. We're, well, yeah, we can never keep <laughs> up with this league. That happens in the championship, you? doesn't it? Exactly. You can't, you can't keep up with this league, but obviously we'll be recording 
uh, every week anyway. But yeah, big credit to Paul Cook. Um, He's doing a fantastic job there. And as as you say, um, Tony Mowbray as well. Uh, But unfortunately, Jake, with that, we're out of time. If you want to just plug any any, uh, social media or any projects you're involved in, now would be a good time. Yeah, so uh, I was on the Premier League show yesterday, and I think that's now available on this channel, where I talk all about the the fun happenings at Newcastle, which is not very fun at the moment. That was a bit <laughs> of a lie, but uh, yeah, listen to that one. Uh, you can get my writings on EPL Index and thebootroom.com, and you get me on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two N's. Yeah, you can also find me uh, at Louis Shackshaft on Twitter. You can follow the show at Championship Pod, uh, where we pin the show every week for you to uh, download and listen. Make sure you subscribe to that and uh, just give us a quick like there also. Uh, Thank you all for listening and we will catch you next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.